Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Continuing the Conversation, a podcast group that is birthed out of the dmtworld.net community onto a Discord server where we are always getting together and chatting. And uh, then we host these voice chats that we record to share with you. Uh, you'll notice the feel is often just a conversation among friends, and that's what it is. But uh, we like sharing our thoughts so we're putting it out there for you and asking that if you'd like to join in come join us so reach out get the discord link come join the discord and uh have your voice heard too we want to want to talk to you so this is an episode recorded back uh 8 9 of 2020 uh, it's between myself t-rex afora shaboy mystic moose animal energy and high af so I hope you enjoy this, and remember, we're not just all in this together. We are this together. Mr. Boy, you in here? Hello? Hey, I'm going to see if this works now. Hey, how's it going? Good. How about yourself? Pretty good. I was saying the boy was able to hear people before, but they couldn't hear him. Is that what that was you? I yeah, can't hear yeah. Him. I didn't hear either. So it, was, it kept breaking up on me. I thought it was on my end. I was trying to reconnect. That's why I was doing is reconnecting my Wi-Fi and everything. Yeah. I thought it might have been myself. I think he can probably hear us, but we can't hear him. So how you doing? Oh, you know, busy. Yeah. I've been, I've been just getting the just been getting drained the past couple of weeks, man. Yeah. Work and everything. And then I'm starting school next week. Yeehaw! Yeah, I've been worn out. Yeah, I just registered for my first two classes again for the second go around. It's uh, it's gonna be something getting back into that kind of swing of things, which is all online, so I can do it at my own pace for the most part. Well, that's nice. Yeah. Do you have like classes or are they like videos? Uh, I don't really know how the teacher is gonna do this uh, in these classes. I haven't ever taken any from with this school or anything or in this program but i'm assuming yeah, i've done a couple of, i've done each lately and i kind of like the videos because you can totally do them at your own pace but the the actual lesson where you have a teacher that will respond to you is also pretty awesome yeah i, I think that would be interesting it's probably going to be like most online classes i've taken were where they just kind of give you like something to read and then uh, discussions and such on that uh, i don't really i don't really know for sure though yeah. i'm only taking two classes per term though Ten. Uh, my sheep don't like the fact that i'm letting them uh, hang out out here one more night <laughs> they wanted they wanted fresh grass, so they're gonna scream at me all evening. I don't know. I don't know if you can hear them in there, but it's funny to me. I heard. I could hear one of them. I think <laughs> they're pretty obnoxious. Oh, who else just popped in here? Say hello. Oh, what's up? I can. You're a little staticky, but I can hear you. Yeah, I can hear you too. Alright. Cool. Hey guys. So you guys power's out? Yeah, it was pretty windy earlier. And we've had no power for a couple hours now, so no yeah. no like estimate on when it's supposed to be back. Fun. 
Yeah. Living by candlelight. Yep. It's kind of nice. I think it. I actually tried to send a picture in the Discord a few minutes ago, and I don't think it went through because we're not on Wi-Fi. So it keeps giving me like network errors, and I was oh, surprised yeah. this voice chat even worked for me. All right on it. Glad it did. We ours has been flickering for the past twenty minutes now. The lights have like done the little brown out thing, but so far we still have it. Is the wind bad up there? It it got bad. Now it's kind of calmed down. Everything's kind of chilled. But for like, from like, let's say two to two to seven, it was wailing pretty hard. Oh yeah. Pretty pretty fun to watch. I was literally sitting out on the porch doing work because it was like too nice to be inside. Yeah, we ate dinner outside kind of in the dark because it was kind of cool like being windy and just kind of feeling different it stopped yeah. raining like a while ago but it's still windy all right on yeah now yeah, I'm good them, but... that was a good storm for sure i, I like a good hurricane blast y'all getting the storms <laughs> off the hurricane that hit up there yeah we're yeah, getting the, we're getting the rain from it down here right on it's amazing how one system can affect so many people spread so far and wide. Where, where were you at? Alabama? Yeah. 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 I'd love to go outside right now, but my my little way my patio set up, it's real small. And if I sit out in any of the chairs, I'm going to get wet. <laughs> <laughs> I have this nice big screened in porch that was one of the main reasons I got this house. So I can sit in a storm and stay pretty dry. Nice. We've been debating whether to put a screen around the the covered area on our deck. Yeah, I I love it. We we never had it before. We moved to Vermont, and the first house we lived in there, we were caretaking, and we got this house that had the screen in porch, and it was the greatest thing ever. Just no bugs and yeah. just this private space, and I so when we went to buy a house i couldn't not pick one and a nice screened in porch and this one's pretty awesome the guy when we were when we finally closed the deal i met the owners who i had known their son beforehand but had never met them and i met them and the the guy said this is the greatest porch ever i got this corner right here you space your chair at the tv you turn the fan on on the porch and you watch tv naked and nobody even knows you're doing it and i was like oh god that was way more than i need to know <laughs> that's gonna be doing cooler, he had a little cooler sitting next to his lazy boy on the porch pointed at the tv it was a pretty epic situation for him that's the way to do it yeah yeah I haven't gone that far. I have a nice little table, and that's about it. I <laughs> know. Oh, How's the new so, job going? Oh my god, it's crazy. It's like so much to take in, but it, I mean, it's going good. I mean, I, I'm doing well at it, but it's just every day I'm like, holy crap, there's a whole nother side of things that I didn't even think about. Huh. It's like just so much. There's so much to real estate and like the the amount of things you can do with a license and the amount of things you do are two different things. Like you really need to choose what you're going to focus on and go at that or decide that you're going to try and juggle all the plates at the same time and try and do that. So it's a lot. It's been fun and my coworkers are awesome and they're, they're helping me as often as I need. So it's, it's going well. That's good. It must be fun to like learn something new, like very different than what you've been doing before. Exactly. It's just totally new. Every day is some crazy new adventure. That's I've nice. been negotiating sell like sales of million dollar to half million dollar houses all week. It's, it's a crazy world. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy world. <laughs> been fun though these are like i just wanted to yeah so mostly they are they were second homes that people 
from the city or the East Coast are now buying as first homes. So we had a, my, the agency I worked for had a lot of listings of uh, uh, resort homes up near, on the ski mountain and that their listings that have been sitting on the market for a while. But after COVID hit, everybody from the city that wanted to get out were like looking for a house for, you know, half million to a million and they're wanting to flee the city and buy a house in Vermont because their kids are going to have to do school online. Most of them are now working online, so it doesn't matter if they're in the city or not. So they're like, well, let's move to Vermont where we can have a little more freedom and be outside a little more. So, it's actually like it's, a good time for that in a way. It's the perfect time for it. I, I've been saying it for weeks <laughs> to you guys. I can't, yeah. don't know how people do this any. I would be running away right now. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of cool to be part of the part of the effort to get people to move rurally and try and live rurally. So I think it's a big part of the solution going forward is spreading out. We have yeah, space. Sure. We don't need to compact everybody into small spaces. Not only is it unsustainable and, you know, spitting in the face of nature, but on top of that, it's unhealthy for us as humans to, to live that way. The same as it's unhealthy to, like, raise our chickens and cows that way. But, you know, just the rants of a madman. <laughs> you probably know more about the the implications than, than we do from if you've actually read about it and stuff. We feel like we would have, if we bought a house, like now, even just compared to a year ago, we would have ended up in a slightly more rural area, like not to the extent of yours, but something where we're just a little more distant from neighbors yeah. than we are. Um, I feel like I've said that on one of these things before, though. Mm -hmm. but. I don't know if that's yeah, true. Yeah, no, you definitely <laughs> definitely get a better deal when you move a little further out. You know, with work being so remote for everybody, it's just, I think it's going to be more and more common. And I, I think we'll even see in some near future a place where companies that are hiring employees, instead of saying, here's the office that you get and here's this and we pay for this real like this commercial real estate for you to use for this job. Instead of that, they'll send you like a shipping container and you stick it in your yard and it's like got a full office in it and you plug it in. And then your work has now provided you with workspace. You can do it from home. You have your high speed internet, you have like the full office, all the equipment you need. And that would be how they provide workspace to people. I see that happening. I think I think it's a I've heard it said by other people and I, I think it's a clever idea and definitely a way I could foresee things in the future. You mean a shipping container to actually work in like the way people use right. shipping containers right. for time? Right. Just classes. like you'd use them for like a job site thing or like a, you know all kinds of purposes but it just a, a single unit, you know, it just comes to you on the back of a truck and gets dumped off in your yard and then boom you have an office so even if you don't have an office in your home now you got one yeah that, i mean that's pretty innovative for assuming you need that space i i guess i'm thinking of like would companies go so far as to even provide that or would they just say it's a remote job do it from home and you're kind of on your own for finding a specific space i think but you said you've seen companies would do, do that. that but no i i, I guess i'm the more higher, the the higher, like CEO type, I guess I could see doing this. Uh, Being like, here, you're hired into this company, Silicon Valley company, you know, here's your, your pod, your work pod being <laughs> delivered. Because they value that, like, that work environment so much. They want you to all be sitting in this similar environment, you know? That's interesting. Know. They're like a, a really high level type of job right right where they're already paying a ton of money right now for the real estate for those people's offices you know the, the amount of uh, the leases for the some of those commercial buildings is just absurd so they're yeah. already paying those people a ton now they're not 
they're going to run into these times now where they can't have people in the offices. So they could just send them a little work pod. <laughs> well, if oh. if that ever ends up being a thing, I know I heard it here first. There you go. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I honestly don't remember where I heard it first. Some rambling podcast. Some guy came up with it, and I thought it was a clever idea. Yeah. Whoever that was, I couldn't hear you there. Yeah, that's fuzzy for me, too. Yeah. Not coming through clear. Oh, and Shaboy, I do kind of hear him in the background, too. Yeah, just barely. I could hear you kind of say, can you hear me now? <laughs> yeah, the connection is just not good. I hope you're well if you can hear me. I hear you loud and clear. Oh, I can kind of hear you. I kind of heard that. That was the first thing I kind of heard. Yeah. Are we recording now? Uh, we're recording, but just consider the chat. So far, it's uh, just a way to share with ourselves the fun conversations we could have. Yeah, I read a good article on on the BBC. and They were talking about exactly what you're saying, that you know, these, you know, insurance company, a banking company, you know, they, they pay people big salaries. They have these expensive offices in, you know, in, in a big city, London, they pay a fortune. Yeah, I can hear you loud. For that. They've got to pay for cleaning. They've got to pay for maintenance. They've got to pay for the transport. There's the, you know, the fuel cost. Yeah. Um, it's much easier to have the majority of people working remotely. Absolutely. And, you know, they could increase the salary or, like you said, they could spend the money on sending them a, 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 a container or whatever, right? Right. Uh, it makes right. sense. And, and the, the reason it will happen is because it's, because it's cheaper, not right. because it's better or anything. That's the only way we're going to save the planet is if it's economically viable because the bottom line is always going to be the dollar. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep. we got to make sustainability the cheaper option. And sadly, for a very long time, my, in my view, the way that that was going to happen was that the cheaper option was going to be become impossible to continue. And that's a dark place to get to. Right. Well, it seems, you know, at the, I, th I think we'll work it out. I think yeah. humans will get their shit together. Yeah. Yeah, I think will. think enough big events happen that shake shake things up and stir the pot enough, and people can't help but but see things a little differently and see that life might need to be a little more local. It might need to involve a little more creation than just uh, a bunch of consumption. Sure, what's well, happening? <laughs> I guess, yeah, yeah, it is. COVID, I, COVID it, has right? been. A this COVID has been a huge uh, catalyst. At least now, at least now, COVID has probably made a lot of companies realize they can function with remote workers when maybe before they would have thought they needed the office space. Yeah, this is now a lot of companies. They've surprised. seen that it yeah. works. So yeah, I think it's it's definitely. <laughs> The way to go, even in my new office, like we have an office there and I don't see her getting rid of her real estate office. It, it makes her money to have that space there and available. But we're no longer like before all the all the employees were expected to be in the office a certain amount of time if they were being serious about it. And now it's just like if you can do it from home, do it from home. If you need us, call us. <laughs> and I see it staying that way for a while because. I don't think I think it works well. Once we get it all ironed out and the systems work, like just keep doing that if it's cheaper. Yeah, and if you you know if you've got happier, less stressed employees, they work better. Yep. No, you spend less time on the commute. You got more time to spend with your family. More time to exercise. Um, it's, it's a win-win. It's a win-win situation. Yeah, for sure.
And we're more had... productive now, too, because we were commuting like two and a half, three hours a day when you count there and back. And that's like now extra time that, you know, we have if if there is work that, you know, we should be doing, we have more time to be doing it in. Yeah, I've been thinking a lot side. about the. I've been thinking a lot about the self-driving car thing and how that, even for people that are commuting, will add so much more productivity time. Because you can, you can say, "Oh, my drive to work is an hour. The car drives itself. That's an hour on my uh, in the office, basically, because I can work from my phone." Just gonna make us. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Car sickness. Yeah. <laughs> But oh, not everyone would have the same struggle. That'll be that'll be part of your interview process. Do you get car sick? No, you don't get the <laughs> <laughs> Although if the car's self-driving, car sickness is due to the seeing the motion. You can just black out the windows and then you wouldn't see it. Whoa, that's trippy to think about. <laughs> I'm wondering you if might that still would see some motion that. sickness, but the actual car sickness part, I think, is usually based on the fact that the horizon line's moving while you're trying to focus on something closer. I think that does happen, but also like when when I go inside the cabin of a boat that's yeah. like moving. Yeah, it, that's it motion. Yeah, it's way worse for, sure. for me. And and you can't yeah. see anything there, so there's gotta be something else going on too. Yeah, for sure. There's definitely multiple well, that's, um, Most of that motion sickness is caused like by your inner ear and your equilibrium equilibrium being thrown off because the you can't get a center when the boat moves. Your body can't move with it. Huh. Yeah, yeah. You have like hair cells they're called inside of your ears and like if those get fucked up in any way, which can't motion can throw it off, but like anything can throw it off. You can even end up with like vertigo, like extreme motion sickness wow. it's all related to your ear it's it's crazy though like how your body can get used to it because um i have a friend who's in the navy and he'll tell you about like the officers and stuff they've spent months out on the water they'll walk down the hallway holding a cup of coffee just leaning with the boat <laughs> yeah <laughs> you spend a long enough time out there you'll get used to it <laughs> yeah. right and, it's, and, and when you get and when you get off it you're you're woozy you're, <laughs> you're, you're, you're like spinning. whoa yeah. Yeah. Oh. Oh my God. I'm getting dizzy thinking about it. <laughs> so I never, I, I've been playing with VR now for a while, a year or so. And I finally played the first game that gave me some, well, second. There was some roller coaster game that sucked that kind of made me dizzy. But I've now played the first game that I've really enjoyed that makes me motion sick or some weird dizziness and stomach upset and it's the ayahuasca game right and you were talking about that holy crap i just can't hang on for very long it makes me like spinny and nauseous and there's just if you were uh, arachnophobic or afraid of snakes like you would not want to play that game because it is really? like just snakes and spiders crawling everywhere Ooh. and it's uh, the motion to the game is so disorienting and it, it's the first game that I'm, like, playing and actually enjoying and, like, oh, God, I'm going to be sick. And it's ironic that it's, you know, Mother Aya talking through a video game. <laughs> so is, is it simulating an ayahuasca experience? Is that the idea? Uh, it's That's the attempt. I mean, can you do that in VR? Maybe someday <laughs> we'll get there, but I don't think so. There's a whole lot of mental part that it's not playing in. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess VR is working from external import. Exactly. Right? Where and the whole thing about is very much an internal, is an internal, internal thing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Correct. Uh, but the visual pretty... stuff is really neat. It's like it starts out where you're sitting in a forest with a shaman, and he hands you a cup, and you take it, and then. You sit there for a bit and things start to fade and fade in, fade out and go fuzzy. And then eventually you're just staring at fractals with spiders and snakes everywhere. Hmm. Pretty crazy. Why do spiders and snakes? Is that like something that comes up in ayahuasca trips? Snakes uh, definitely serp come, serpents up. come up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah serpents like... come up a lot. 
uh, and uh, I hear a lot about like mantises or uh, I, I don't know. I'm not. I've read spiders and other reports, but they're not as big of a name as the serpent. The serpent. Yeah, serpent. De- uh, Mining two experiences, and it was full of serpent. <laughs> beautiful, even beautiful. With, wow. Even with DMT, I've had lots of serpent experiences. So, where just like that pattern and that motion has showed up a lot so i could see that the spiders thing kind of threw me off i've never had a spider experience but one of my really good friends when i first found discord a guy i still keep up with but isn't a part of the groups anymore he had some very serious spider encounters that were with mdma and with uh dmt and some of those at the same time he, no, no, no. Separate occasions, but he had these spider encounters where, like, what? spiders came and talked, like, like communicated with him in ways. And that was on just MDMA and then another experience with DMT. And I'll, wow, have to, you know... I'll ask him permission to share those trip reports because they're really good reads. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, do you know how much MDMA he was on? Like, I've never. Yeah, I do. I have, the, I have the trip reports that he had sent me. So I'll, I'll get permission to share those. And I will share them because awesome. I'm, I'm sure he'll be fine with it. They're, they're crazy. And I never, I never really read spider reports before. So that one was cool. Spiders would be intense. Like, that's one of the only creatures that. Gives me the creeps. Yeah, I think that's true for a lot of people. I love snakes, but I don't like spiders. Uh, yeah. I don't mind spiders. But I don't mind them at all, but it's never been like with snakes. I'm like, ooh, a snake, I want to touch it. And like a spider, I'm like, that's awesome. Kill all the insects for me, buddy. Keep going. But I never like want to pick it up. I try to leave. <laughs> I try to leave spiders alone. Let them do their thing. But right, I had one crawling on me one time when I was asleep, and ever since then, it's just like I don't. I don't trust them. Yeah. Don't trust them. On a shamanic journey, you see a spider or a snake, as long as it doesn't have any fangs, any animal, as long as it's not showing its fangs or its teeth, it's good. So on a trip, if you see a if you see a spider, as long as it's not got any kind of fangs hanging out of it, it's not. You you don't have to be scared of it. Apparently, Hmm. that's. That's cool. That's good advice. I like that. I try not um, rat, to try to your your fangs. Rat. <laughs> Any animal showing its teeth, it's a, it's gonna, you want it to steer away from. Huh. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. You don't want to confront them at that in that headspace, huh? No, no, when you, they you got their fangs look, you, out? You try to look for another, another way, another direction. Huh. Fair enough. In this ayahuasca game, so you, is it just visions? Do you get to choose where you go? Do you get? You get to direct a little bit, but it's mostly just sit back and watch. There's a little bit of like where your eyes go, it will lead. Um, and then later on, there's a bit more control that comes in, but it's it's pretty much a sit back and watch type game. Interesting. How long did you stay in there for? Well, that's the thing is it kept going and I kept getting sicker and sicker. (laughs) And uh, it probably like, I don't know, probably like 45 minutes and I never really finished anything. Like it never got to like a, now you're evolved and you're a perfect human or something like that, which I was expecting to get at the end of it, you know? Right. Right. I thought that was what I was sold. It was the bill of goods I was given. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe you got to do more purging before you get to that. <laughs> That's obviously what I was not doing enough of. Next time, I need to have my bucket next to me. Right, right. Yeah. So, what's been up with you in the in the mountains of Japan? What have you been up to? Me, um, I'm on some holidays, so it's um, I had a, it was workshops every weekend and surfing every weekend and. Hanging out at the waterfall on the weekdays. That's about it. <laughs> Hell yeah. That sounds like Yeah, I've been I've been getting I've been getting back into surfing and 
in about 10 years since I last surfed and it's, oh, I love it. It's, I don't, I don't know anything that gives me more of a buzz um, without, without drugs or music. Um, yeah. Amazing, absolutely amazing. I, I love surfing. I do. I've been all, I've been doing a lot of wakeboarding this summer because I don't have yeah. an ocean to play with. But I've been out on my wakeboard a whole lot. Oh, cool. You got a you got a motorbike? I uh, I got one. My buddy got one. You know, they're around. We live next to the lake, so there's always somebody that'll pull me. I have a boat, but it doesn't do me much good because I don't have anybody to drive it. But... <laughs> I drive it. <laughs> So I usually find somebody else to drive me around. I find like these these guys a little older than me that like want to have the cool toys but don't want to play too hard because they get broken and can't work. And I just say, yeah. hey, take me out. You can take a run when I'm driving. And then just pull me around for a few hours. I'll be all right. And I just work myself to death. And they get the kick out of watching me fall. And, and yeah, everybody has fun. My wife enjoys watching and laughing. Wakeboarding's so, hard at first. It's hard to, it's hard to stand up, to push up. Yeah, that's the hard. Ta- that's the that's like the challenge. Once you're up, if you're a surfer, or a skateboarder, or a snowboarder, like it's just second nature. Once you, you got to learn where your edge is. But other than that, it's the same thing. But getting up is hard. It, it takes you a while. I learned when I was really young, so I was able to get hurt then. And now I can just jump up. Surfing, that's that's like instead of a boat controlling it though, it's nature. It's so much more powerful uh, and like unharnessed. That moment when the when it when the wave you feel the wave push you and you stand up and, and it's the sound and the sight and the the tactile uh the feeling of your, your feet pushing against the board and the and the, the pack. It's just crazy. I'm, yeah. I'm a total beginner. I'm a total beginner, but it, it, even at that level, it's just uh, the, the the high the high you get off at the end of morph serotonin's <laughs> like exploding everywhere. Serotonin just blowing up. Yeah. No, I've I've only surfed a handful of times, but I've always enjoyed it when I've done it. I'm just on the long board, so it's really chill. Yeah. It's kind of cruising. Right on. Animal in the high AF, do you ever do any uh, any surfing there near the coast? No, I don't think I'd be great at it. And I'm, like, not a great swimmer at all, so it's kind of scary to even attempt it. But I, I like the idea of it. Like, I would love to do it someday. Yeah, I, I've not surfed the northeast coast much. I've only ever been to Rye Beach and Hampton and to two surf. I've been to other beaches, but other than that, I don't even know if there's other good surfing near near there, but I would imagine there's got to be some cool break somewhere along the coast in Rhode Island. Yeah, yeah. we see a lot of surfers. Cool. When we were, when it was kind of like earlier in the summer and people were taking the pandemic more seriously, if we'd watch the from like go down to the beach and just look from a distance it would be pretty much all surfers yeah um, they're the like only the people that were actually there. like serious enough to be out there yeah where, 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 where is that uh rhode island oh, okay Must so like the water's pretty cold um it's the, the ocean it's like i don't know on, on a good surfing day here you probably get like you know six foot waves and most of the beaches wow. so it's it's nothing like um you know what i think it's like on the west coast or like hawaii or something like that but it's enough to surf on but the water's pretty cold right yeah yeah the water's pretty cold until like late in the season yeah that's what i thought the surfing like you're stepping in rye it. was was wetsuit weather yeah, even in the summer here, like, um, you know, in July, late in the day, like, most people surfing are wearing wetsuits. Yeah. Even when it's, like, warm outside. Yeah, I went out, when I was in San Francisco with my brother, we, we went out and played a little with, with a board 
and it was like cold as hell and you thought you were going to get eaten by a shark at any point. Right. <laughs> it was terrifying. There was just too many nearby shark sightings recently for me to be comfortable. Yeah, sounds like Australia. Yeah, so many sounds... people get killed and get chomped by sharks. Yeah. Australia, though, you're like, it's, you're not safer on the land. <laughs> well, you're, you're not like really a, safe. A Bushmaster or, a, you know, any other yeah, animal truck, can kill you in a few seconds. It's pretty horrific. A lot of stuff. It's got five out of the top ten deadliest snakes. It's got a yeah. bunch of deadly spiders. It's got crocodiles. Massive crocodiles. Well, up north, anyway. Yeah, all the scariest animals in the world all pick that island to live on. <laughs> and then they, the craziest friggin' Brits out there decided they'd, they'd just live there. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. The America got the bullies. Australia got the crazies. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of crazies for sure. <laughs> oh, I've really, enjoyed, I've really enjoyed surfing the few times that I've been. Where have you been? Where would you go? Um, Destin, Florida, and then and once in Miami. Oh, cool. Yeah, the hard hard thing about surfing is like. If it's if you're doing skateboarding or whatever sport, the, you can practice in the same conditions all the time. But surfing every single wave mm -hmm. is is unique, Completely. so it's, yeah. it's really hard to practice because you can't you can't just repeat the same action every time. I do yeah. uh, a hill ride on my longboard, and I've been doing yeah. that the first time I ever surfed too. And I told the guy that, and he goes, "Okay, well, it's nothing like that." <laughs> <laughs> Pushing up is definitely the getting on the like getting st stood up on the board was definitely the hardest part for me. Yeah, but once even if you stand up for a second, it's so amazing. I was a uh, I was trying to stand up the right way, and I ride everything goofy, so I finally had to like just stand up that way, and I was fine. <laughs> you do snowboarding and skateboarding and stuff too. Uh, I've never snowboarded. I, I plan to when we go to Colorado this uh, this winter. But I've never actually got to do it. We don't get enough snow here. So I actually was talking to a lady about about buying a place that she has another house in North Carolina at some ski mountain. I was like, a ski mountain in North Carolina? How long is their season? Like a week? I can believe that they're the, I can believe that they're in the uh, in the app trail, so they've got some fairly big mountains. Yeah, yeah, no, I've been on some big mountains there. I just don't ever remember seeing ski mountains down that far. And I sound like West Virginia has snowshoe, well, but I've never Gatlin, seen one down in North Carolina. Gatlinburg has some ski spots. So oh, I'll they do over Gatlinburg it does have a yeah. ski spot. I love over Gatlinburg. Yeah. I've been there in a long time. Man, I used to love going there as a kid. That place is that super my, cool. That they have that big outline slide. That thing is awesome. Oh yeah, that was my that was my favorite thing uh, when I was a kid. And then I liked the uh, lift up there. That was always fun. Yeah, yeah. So there's, there's a mountain next to me that has the alpine slide like that. Bromley in Vermont, pretty sweet. We usually do it once a summer. Those ski lifts uh, in Gatlinburg were some of the best way best ways for me to overcome my fear of heights. Yeah, still have fear of falling though. Just not the height <laughs> part. <laughs> that's, probably, that's probably healthy. That's a probably healthy fear. Yeah, that's yeah. really the fall that scares me. It's the abrupt landing. Yeah, yeah <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah. I always get. I I was always always afraid of heights or I told myself that when I was a kid and then I started rock climbing in high school a little and that just like sunk it in me that the fear is fun like I can be so, afraid of heights and that because I'm afraid of heights when I get up doing something safe at heights it's really really fun but if I wasn't was, afraid of heights it wouldn't be fun anymore I'd have to like get well, even scared the, <laughs> that was that's, the, that's, that's, 
uh, eventually I like fully over overcame it when I started doing rock climbing as well. But I also didn't use gear, so I really had to keep going up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that free climbing stuff scares the shit out of me. I, I had I pretty much was like it. One we were we were at a place we used to hike at all the time. Had about a forty-five foot cliff face, and we were just talking, and I was like. One of my one of my friends was like I bet I bet somebody could climb that. I was like, let's find out. And then I got about probably about fifteen to twenty feet up, and I was like, I looked down at them, and I looked back up, and I was like, I think my best option is to keep going to the top of this. <laughs> kind of had I just kind of forced myself. Yeah, well, that could get you in a real good pickle for sure, but that <laughs> yeah. worked out. Scary <laughs> yeah, when you I can't like, go like up and you can't go down. Yeah. That's a, I mean, I think that's more the fun for it for me is that like adrenaline rush that I get. That's why I liked uh, MMA as mu- uh, so much too. Was that adrenaline? Yeah. I sure. hate it. I, I just because I am here, <laughs> I I get that adrenaline even if I know I'm completely safe. Mm-hmm. Like I can be completely uh-huh. tied off to a rope and I still get that adrenaline rush because I'm terrified to be up there. Uh, if there's a if there's a chance for me to get a good adrenaline dump, I'm gonna take it. I, I I always regret it. I go, why did I even going on a roller coaster? Why did I even think of doing it? What a stupid idea! <laughs> what a stupid idea! You know, why that's did I do this? I will not ride a roller coaster. Huh? I I rode one one time because my mom, my mom and dad forced me to, and I was in like seventh grade, and I've never done it again. Dramatic, huh? It's a uh, it's weird, like I'll, like I said, you know, I do the rock climbing and stuff, but I don't trust a roller coaster because I've put stuff together. I've, I mean, I put vehicles right. together in a factory, and you I know. know that we left parts off. <laughs> yeah, so I actually, my my dad growing up, my stepdad was a roller coaster mechanic at a big theme park. Hmm. So I've seen how much they do to make sure everything's safe. But I won't ride any rides at those like fairs with the yeah. carnival people. Yeah, like, I just I just don't trust that they know what they're doing because I've oh, seen yeah, how work. much goes into the big amusement parks. Those big amusement parks, they have so many rules and so many safety things in place, and like, like my dad would literally spend like hours a day walking along the side of like wooden track coasters replacing boards. Like that—that that was like every day, taking a walk and just replacing stuff that looked a little stressed. And they wouldn't even let things get to the point of being like out of out of uh, main, like not being maintained. It was always just like fix it before it even looks bad. So yeah, big amusement parts, I trust simply because I grew up around them, and I've seen I've seen some accidents happen. Uh, yeah, they they change and evolve and do as much as they can to limit their liability. Those little carnivals, holy shit. Oh yeah, they don't uh, care. People don't die all the time. They put that up in like four hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And I too work on mechanical stuff. I understand how you can mess a one part up and get in a lot of trouble. Well, like I know that they do a lot of work at like the big amusement parks and stuff and like make sure that it's up to code and then the codes are pretty like super safe because you know it's it's their money at stake but like there's this little thing in the back of my head it's it's always telling me you know what if that mechanic had a bad day or you 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 built hondas you know that you left like four bolts off because the line kept moving (laughs) yeah well the thing you get in a car though right Mm mm-hmm yeah it's the same thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's on mechanic. But I don't get in Hondas. <laughs> <laughs> I only let me, let me put it that way. I only put one type of Honda together, and I don't plan on ever buying one of those anyway. So. <laughs> but no, you, you you got a point though. It is the same thing. Yeah, yeah, but I get it. I actually have a buddy that I just sold my car like a few months ago to a friend, mm-hmm. and he. He's never had a driver's license. He's 42, and he just got his license, and I sold him his first car, and he he's terrified of it. He's just so scared of being on the road and being in charge of that car and not knowing what other people are going to do. I, like, at the age of 14, was building cars with my dad and, like, driving them around in the woods. 
So, like, for me, I've never even thought twice about car safety. To me, it was like, yeah, I'm going to wreck it. <laughs> um, that was the, I never had any of that with my dad. My granddad and my uncle were very mechanically inclined, so we do that kind of stuff. And my, uh, my granddad always bought old Dodge Rampages. Yeah. I can't tell you how many of those things I had to fix because I broke it. Um, <laughs> he might have all of them. I don't think I've seen one of those in, like, 20 years. Honestly, he's got, like, he's got – or he had, I don't know if he still does, um, but he had seven that ran and four parked cars. Wow. That was my first car, it was a 1983 Dodge Rampage. That's awesome. It was, mine a, was a 1975, mine was a 75 Chevy Silverado. Nice. It was Smurf blue and had sparkles in it. That's the best paint job those had, too. Yeah, it was a gangster. I liked it a lot. It had like the headlights to to go high beams, those little button on the floor. Mm-hmm, that's what my Bronco has, the button on the floor. That was awesome. That was a cool cool truck. I wrapped it around a tree like six months after I built it. <laughs> I uh, I think my the toughest vehicle I've ever owned was a 95 Nissan hard body pickup. Yeah. That thing got backed into twice, hit a deer, and then it rolled three times after the tire blew out. And the <laughs> roll was the last wreck it had. The roof, like, veed in. The back windshield popped out, but the glass didn't break. Wow. Put a new tire on it and drove it home. <laughs> <laughs> wow. My buddy up here, he flipped his car, rolled it twice on the hill next to my house, and came and got me at, like, 2 in the morning. I was like, hey, come bring your truck and help me flip it over. I'll drive it home. And I did, and he did. It worked. I was blown away. Uh, it's crazy how much, like, I mean, a lot of, especially the, some of the newer cars and all the safety mechanisms and stuff, like those old cars, they didn't have all that. They were just built to last. Yeah. They just built ran until they fell apart. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got solid steel body trucks, like, that's not going to break easy. No, not at all. I broke it, though. I wrapped it around a really big <laughs> sycamore. Yeah, th- that'll do it. they're not that tough (laughs) yeah I saw that sycamore a few years ago when I was back by my mom's house and I was like damn that tree's still massive it was probably 200 years old when I ran into it you keep some distance from it (laughs) no I went up and hugged it (laughs) (laughs) not with your truck though right yeah somehow I stayed alive through that one that was the most amazing part but I've seen some young and dumb. Races. That's what you do when you're young and dumb. Got mm-hmm. a fast, fun new truck. Say so the, the scariest wreck, uh, and I wasn't in it. I was behind the guy. One of my buddies in high school had a like a 2002 Sebring convertible. Yep. And he flipped it with a top down. Oh. And I, yeah. I thought he was dead for sure. Yeah. He came out with barely any bruising or scratching or anything. And I was like, I don't know. How you manage that in a convertible? Yeah, it's scary. That's scary. I did. I was an EMT for just a little bit. I thought it would be something I might enjoy. And all I saw was a bunch of car wrecks. I couldn't handle it. That was, that was something I looked into when I got out of school and I started thinking about it. I was like, you know, all that stuff that I didn't want to deal with as a cop, I'm going to have to deal with as an EMT. Yeah, Let's right. Probably not do that outside of getting shot at, and you can still do that in certain places. <laughs> yeah, no, I actually the first few calls that I got, I would show up, and the cops would be there just laughing, going, "This one's all yours, buddy." <laughs> mm-hmm. And you knew that one was gonna be very fun. Oh yeah, uh, but the, they used to have... the car wrecks were too much. That pushed it too far for me. I couldn't handle it too ah. much. I do good with it, like, as far as, like, the pictures that they used to show us in, in school and stuff. Yeah. And uh, I, went, I took a forensics class, and we did, we actually helped on some of the – we I say helped. We got to look at some of the crime scenes and everything, like, in person. Yeah. And they were all fun until it got to the child, like, the kids stuff. I couldn't – Yeah. Car wrecks and stuff, and even worse with kids. I was like, mm-mm. See, yeah. that's, that's, that's that's turning me off of the job, and I, that that's kind of where I decided that wasn't the right pl- fit for me. Yeah, some of us don't have that in it. And that's to, to choke that back and look at it. 
square in the face. It's hard to see. I can handle gore and stuff until, you know, a certain point. Yeah. Yep. And there's people that can. There's, or, you know, if, and if they can't, they eventually get desensitized to it. And then that's yeah. a... Yeah, most of them had a really sick sense of humor. The ones that have been in it for a long time. Oh, yeah. They had to learn or, to joke about it. Law enforcement, military humor. It's very dark and it's some of my favorite humor. <laughs> yeah. When you get to a place where you got to laugh about it, you know, you're seeing some shit. Yeah, that's pretty much what it comes down to. You either make this something lighter or you let it really mess you up. Yeah. Yep. I had definitely seen it. Hey, so the other day, I think, as maybe yesterday, I sent you guys, did you look at those Nero mind map things? I got the app. Um, I haven't got a chance to actually sit down and look at it yet. Fair enough. I was wondering what you guys thought about it. Didn't see, see it. it. <laughs> Didn't see it. Um... So it was just, it's this app for uh, tablet or PC, and it's just like a way to map out thoughts, you know, and like do brainstorming sessions and stuff like that. It looked real cool. I, I recommend everybody just look into it and see what you think. Give me your opinion on it. Because I think it could be what? something that would be cool for us as a group. To like, if we go into a conversation, we can kind of map out map out our ideas. And especially with stuff like Gallimore's stuff or books that we want to talk about. It could be cool to like map out our ideas on stuff and share it with each other. And then we can, uh, I don't know. It was an idea I had. I'd love for you guys to take a look at it. This one's called? It's called Miro. M-I-R-O. Maybe M-I-R-R-O. I I can't remember. M-I-R-O. M-I-R-O. Yeah, and there's other ones out there. I've downloaded a few other ones and tried them out, but this one I really like, and it has this I'm, cool group feature that is cheap to get into. I'm so definitely gonna use it. Be fun. I'm definitely gonna use it Why? to work on my songs and stuff, because I need I need something like that for when I'm writing songs. Yeah, just to attract the creativity and be able to put it on the paper so you can see it and think about it. I guess I gotta cut out and get ready for bed. Uh, it was good chatting with all y'all. I'll see you later. Heck yeah. See you, man. Good man. Too. We're gonna devote too. We gotta try to go get ice to preserve the stuff in our fridge because our power's not oh, bad. Oh no. It's still not that. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. Well, it's alright. It's good talking to y'all. Thanks for popping in. Yeah, I'm gonna sign off too, I guess. Shaboy. Okay. Okay, see you, man. Brother. Bye. Yeah, see you, man. Later. Okay. Alright. Peace. See you.